Good afternoon, my friends, and welcome to this episode of the Happiness After Codependency. Uh, just Happiness After Codependency. If you're on YouTube or on the podcast or here on Facebook, I'm excited to have you here. I'm Marshall Bircher, and I help you break free of codependency by coming to know, love, and be who you are. And today we're going to have we're going to talk about how self-trust shows up in our behaviors, so that we we have a guide as to knowing whether or not am I showing up in self-trust? Am I actually doing things that cultivate self-trust? Am I doing things that empower me in my self-trust? So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Before we do that, I need to get this shout out to the community here real quick. So that's what I'm going to do right now. If you're looking for tools, you're looking for guidance, you're looking for shelter in your journey beyond codependency, come to the community. The link is above in the description of Facebook, below on YouTube. And if you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, guys. And also check out the rules for the community before you join so you can make sure it's a proper fit for you because we have some pretty unique rules around communication, around topics that are allowed and not that allow us to have a safe and secure container there. So check that out. I'm going to get us shared out right now to the community. So where are we right here? Guys, let me know your thoughts on today's episode and say hi in the comments below. And as always, share this video out with people you know that could use it in their life. And thank you for supporting me in my work, helping me make an impact in the world. So I appreciate your time. I appreciate your comments, your feedback about the impact I'm having in your lives. It matters a lot to me because that's the point of this work is to help us find and experience that real freedom. So let's jump in. Okay. So how you behave when you trust yourself. Now, for me, my own journey in codependency, a lot of the struggle has been housed in trying to do in the how. How do I do this? What are the steps? What does it look like when I'm doing it right? So there's a lot of analysis involved in that. And that makes sense because, first of all, often we come from a perfectionistic background where we're trying to prove our worth, keep ourselves safe, have a semblance of connection with someone by performing in a perfect way. Secondly, we have had to analyze a lot of things in order to survive what we have been through. Our analytical ability has helped us tune into those subtle shifts that other people exhibit before you know something scary or harmful happens. That analysis has helped us discover patterns of behavior, patterns of emotional sense or energy that lead to things. It's helped us understand how to navigate chaotic systems. So it's no wonder we want to know the how. So self-trust is comprised of three specific elements as a little overview of how I see it. Uh, it's comprised of what's called uh, principle number one, which is innate legitimacy. Principle number two, which is natural completeness. And principle number three, which is called congruence. So a little overview of principle one. Now, innate legitimacy means the things that we feel, the things we experience, the things we sense have an intrinsic um, realness or validity to them and that we can 
lean into trusting that. That allows us to get connection back to our reactions, back to our gut instinct, our intuitions, our hunches. And that uh, gets us connected back to the reality of our lived experience and our, and the validity of our emotional reactions to the things we go through. So that's innate legitimacy in a nutshell. And then natural completeness is about our intrinsic wholeness. We are whole as uh, we're born whole, basically. And then there's elements within that, like innate value, respect of limits, respects of capacity, and of our structure or personal design, like our personality, things we like, things we don't, uh, skills, talents, things like that. And that brings us to congruence number three. And this is where these these things I'm going to share with us about, hey, how to know I'm how how does self-trust behave? <laughs> congruence is all about alignment of choice and action with one's intent, one's value, one's principles. So it's an integrity component. Am I living what I value? Am I demonstrating my own guiding principles or things that matter to me? Do my choices and actions create outcomes that reflect the intention I had? Things like that. So congruence is one of the most challenging and liberating components of self-trust and of our healing journey because we all have to work on this integrity component of aligning choice and action that we take with the intent we have and then refining that. So here's some ways you can know that you have integrity or congruence with your self-trust. And this is how it behaves. It's how what we are doing when we're operating from self-trust. So number one, we listen to our bodies and to the responses that body has to the people, places, and things it encounters. So when I'm operating from my own self-trust, I am attuned to what is showing up within me. So what am I sensing about this person I'm interacting with, this activity that I am doing, this place that I'm in, the thing that I'm thinking about, uh, the situation that's going on. Like if I check in with my body right now, I have some rigidity, honestly, because I'm like, ooh, this, ooh, that. There's some self-checking going on trying to do this perfectly. So I'm just going to acknowledge it. Like, yeah, part of me thinks I have to do this perfectly. I don't even know what that would be. Here we are. So I'm going to care for that aspect of myself. Notice in this example of mine, I acknowledged what I'm feeling, and then I move towards caring for it. This is natural completeness and innate legitimacy in action. Those two other principles of self-trust functioning there. Because if I didn't think my my body's state of tension and trying to be perfect was valid, I'd start fighting it and try to change it. Now, it would likely produce anxiety, shame, make me feel really self-conscious right now. But instead, it's more like, yeah, that's where I'm at. I can trust that's okay. It's good. That's caring and loving for me. That's a big aspect of self-trust. It moves us towards care and love because it wants to take care of us. It wants us to take care of ourselves and being gentle with ourselves. So I've got that going on. So number one, we listen to our bodies and its responses or reactions to things. Because our body is what 
can give us a lot of information about what's safe for us, what we like, what we don't like, what we need. It can sense us into compatibility or alignment with others. Does us feel good? Does us hurt? Do I want more? Do I want less? Do I want to move towards this thing? Do I want to avoid this thing? Stuff like that. <clears throat> then it can help us start to understand number two. Because number two in these behaviors is you choose based on um, what you want, what capacity you have available, and on the values and principles that guide you in your world. Is this going to add to your well-being and happiness is a guiding principle. Um, and you also choose based on the outcome you anticipate this creating so that you're showing up in ways that create more of what you want in life and less of it. So we're getting more into that congruency or alignment with our choice and action and the outcomes we want. So let me know in the comments below, guys, if this is making sense, if this is landing for you. Just do a little check in there. Now we take a breath because I'm definitely holding some tension here. So I'm just going to give myself a little more permission to just breathe. All right. So again, number one, we'll listen to the body and its responses to things. We choose based on wants, capacities, the guiding principles and values we have, and the outcomes it creates. Um, I use a three-question approach with that for my students and for my clients. And it is, do I want this? Do I have capacity for this? Does this add to my long-term well-being and happiness. Those three questions will keep you aligned with your integrity, keep you sober in how you're approaching things. And that takes us to number three. You're sensing into things rather than just analyzing them. Because a lot of times, we're, well, we're analytical, right? Oh, here's the thing. Here's the things going on. Need to understand this. Very normal, normal response. I'm doing it right now. But then we got to slow down and listen to what our body is bringing into our awareness. Um, it's a concept called interoception or neuroception. These concepts of being aware of our, our um, environment, which is interoception. Neuroception is I'm aware of what's inside my body. What's it feeling? What are the sensations showing up? Um, what is it trying to get my attention uh, to, to look at? Things of that nature. So I'm going to sense into the person I'm with. What's it like to be with them? What's the energy there? How safe does my body feel? What does my body do around them? Does it fawn? Does it want to fight? Does it get tense and confused and wants to escape? Does it enjoy itself? Does it relax? Does it feel playful? Does it feel soft? And sometimes that'll change with the person you're around because of your capacity or what you want or what they're doing or what they're not doing. Things of that nature. So I want to sense into the situation, sense into what we're around and allow that to inform us. So this takes us a little deeper into listening our, to our body and its responses to things. We're, we're doing this practice of taking in deliberately that information and acknowledging it and then legitimizing it, treating it as real and valid for you. And number four, you respect what you feel and sense by acknowledging and legitimizing it and then advocating for any wisdom that shows up there. This shows up as, hey, uh, person A comes to me and says, you know, Marshall, you want to go out to this movie? And my body's like, no. 
I don't. That just isn't. Mm -mm. But and then my body's like, I'd like to do this instead. So then I communicate that, hey, nah, I don't want to go out to that movie. Instead, I'd like to go uh, skating or something, whatever the body wanted to do, and and offer it as an option to see what this person does. So now I've acknowledged and legitimized it. It's like, oh, that's what I'm aware of. That's real. It's valid to me. And now I'm going to make a choice based on that because I'm favoring my want. I'm favoring what matters to me here. And that brings us to number five. You respect your your awareness of things. Because we have a want impulse. Like, I desire this. I don't desire that. So uh, we're drawn towards something and we're repulsed by something, right? And a lot of times in codependency, we override this natural impulse in us to say yes to everything. Because, you know, if we're in our people pleaser mode, then we're saying yes to all these things showing up. When we're more aligned with self-trust, we trust that no. We trust that sense of, I don't want this. We trust its value and its validity, and then we follow it. Because when we do that, it starts aligning us more and more with what brings joy to us, what brings contentment to us, happiness, um, expansion for us, well-being for us. Because we're respecting our capacity and our energy in this moment. And when we're doing that, we're aligned with ourselves. And that's the point of self-trust, is learning how to sense into and then follow our own internal wisdom, our own internal take on the thing that's going on. This will connect us back to your intuition. It'll connect you back to your hunches. It'll connect you back to your gut instincts so that you can feel out what is going on and make an appropriate decision on situations that may appear benign or irrelevant or not that important. But internally, you're like, something's up here. I need to leave or I need to make this choice with this thing. And I don't really know why. I just say like that's probably the best direction for me. And we get into the sensing and living of life rather than the more robotic analysis choice and action that we do um, in order to survive. So moving out of codependency is moving into a synchronicity with the flow of being alive. And that comes in through the body, through the somatic self, and understanding what those signals are, what they're trying to tell us, trusting them, and then following them. Trust is an absolute essential component to your healing. Because when we self-doubt, when we doubt what we're aware of, what we're perceiving, what we're experiencing, what we're feeling, its legitimacy of it, then we become susceptible or open to manipulation, gaslighting, and being controlled by others. But when we root into self-trust and we practice living and behaving this way, then we become resistant and resilient to manipulation, and we're able to make choices and actions that are aligned for ourselves, aligned for our well-being, and that promote the joy we're seeking for, at least the contentment we're going for. So that is today's video, my friends. Got a couple of announcements for you. Announcement number one is I'm being featured in a new series that starts April 25th, I believe. Yeah, April 25th, 26th. It's called the Conscious Codependence Series. 
Um, so that I'll be there with, an, I think, 27 other speakers. Come watch my speechy thing. Learn more about codependency. The link is above on Facebook, below on YouTube. Um, get that there and join that. It's free. And then second one is I have my self-trust workshop coming up here. It's free for everyone. You'll get the recording for free as well. I'm going to teach you how to trust yourself again. So we're going to be talking about those three uh, principles of self-trust, innate legitimacy, natural completeness, and uh, congruency. That's April 27th. I'll be teaching it twice, 11 a.m. that day, 6 p.m. Uh, that day, Mountain Time. The link is above on Facebook, below on YouTube. Come join us. Time. <sighs> Thank you guys for being here. Thank you for listening to me, for sharing my work. Thank you for your support. I appreciate you. And I will see you guys in our next training video. Go gently with yourselves. Bye-bye.